understand how all this can fit into their life and really be part of it instead of being something that is, oh, I'll do this nutrition thing maybe for a few months and then the other few months of the year I'm off. I really want to make this a whole lifestyle for people and educating clients is really the biggest thing that I do. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Oh, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we've hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners just like you, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on CEO hacks and CEO nuggets. This is by far one of my favorite questions I asked on the show. In other words, I asked, what are the apps, books, and habits that make you more effective and efficient? Those were the CEO hacks. And then I asked for a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or something that you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. And those were the CEO nuggets. That's what we'll focus on this month and some of the top ones that can instantly impact your business. I love all the questions, but with every episode, I felt I would walk away with something I could look at and implement right there to save the precious resources, time and money. Or I would also learn about the advice, tips and tidbits or tools of the trade on how to level up our organization. So you'll hear some of these this month. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Lauren Collin of Loco Fit. Lauren, it is awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. I appreciate you. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about you and all the awesome things you've been able to accomplish so people can learn a little bit more about you. And Lauren Collin is an IFBB bikini pro and holds her master's in exercise science and is the owner of Loco Fit. The mission of her company and brand and all the brands she aligns herself with is to redefine healthy within the fitness industry. Loco Fit provides coaching for her physique, comp- physique competitors and lifestyle transformation clients. Lauren also co-hosts two podcasts, Redefine Healthy Radio and The Unglamorous Life. Lauren, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Yes, I am. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The first question I had was just for you to tell us a little bit more about you and your business and what kind of led you to get started. So I've been in the fitness bodybuilding realm since I was about 18. Growing up, I was pretty active. And then once I graduated high school, I was going to college. I knew I wasn't going to do sports there, but I still wanted to do something. So I joined a gym because I really enjoyed weightlifting, found like a group of bodybuilding meatheads to train with. And then I went to my first show and saw it and was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I want to do this. And then I entered my first show the following year, not really knowing what I was doing, but had a really great time and knew that I wanted to switch my focus to that. So I took about two years off because at that point, being 19 and trying to do at that 
point I was figure. I just didn't have the look yet. So I took two years off and then I pretty much just started competing continuously. Two years later, eventually earning my pro card in the bikini division and after I switched. And at that point in my undergrad, I had started coaching like very small amount of people, like obviously one person at first. <laughs> and then it was like two. And then it was just a few, but I kept it really small. I didn't really think too much of it. And then I knew I wanted to start my master's. So I started that and was getting kind of research on deck. And then that's when I actually turned pro was in my first semester of my master's program. And then afterwards, I had some coaches who I was friends with come up to me and really encourage me to pursue this more so, uh, like the coaching side of it. So I still kept it really small because I was focused primarily on school, but I just started gradually building the business from there. So then by the time I graduated, I had been doing this for about three years, very part-time, but now I had the systems in place to actually be a successful coach. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a phenomenal story how you've been able to progress from just being interested in it and actually now having a business and actually coaching clients and everything like that. So I think that's pretty awesome to hear your progression and how you've been able to come to where you are now. So I wanted to drill a little bit deeper to learn a little bit more about your business and how exactly do you help and serve your clients? My business is 100% online. I work with people mostly in the States, but in all other countries as well. And it's basically just online nutrition, training, coaching, and there's, of course, with that, a heavy emphasis on the psychological side of things. I'm definitely no psychologist by degree, but I work a lot with the kind of mental side of things because they all go hand in hand. So whether it's training programming or it's nutrition coaching and helping them with, it depends on the client really. So if it's like a lifestyle client, that's going to be a lot different than a competitive physique athlete, like how intensive their diet is. But I would say that my main niche is very advanced, even if they are lifestyle clients. So these are people who may not be stepping on stage, but they're really taking things pretty seriously. But it's just the level of where we're going is just different. So um, for anybody who's not familiar, a physique competitions are very extreme and the body fat levels and the amount of muscle that you have per division is pretty, most people would consider extreme. So a lifestyle client isn't going to necessarily get there, but we're, I still take my lifestyle clients and their goals just as seriously. So everything's online. We have weekly check-ins and I have this document that I use and we go back and forth and you know, answer questions and troubleshoot things with them and really just help them understand how all this can fit into their life and really be part of it instead of being something that is, oh, I'll do this nutrition thing maybe for a few months and then the other few months of the year I'm off. I really want to make this a whole lifestyle for people and educating clients is really the biggest thing that I do day to day. I love that. I love that. And you're talking more about like how people can incorporate these changes or whatever be nutrition, but also psychological things and of course, fitness exercises, how they can make like long-term changes to their entire life. Oh yeah, because so it's different for, for an athlete, whether it's a performance-based athlete, because I work with some power lifters, but also or physique athlete, that's very different because there's very distinct, okay, off-season and competition periods and things are semi-concrete, right? For them, it still is making it, it's a making it a lifestyle, but it's making that on the more extreme end of their lifestyle. Whereas with the lifestyle clients, like I said, it can be a little bit more of hey, let's take the next six months to a year to really focus on this, and then you'll have the tools for the rest of your life to be able to like do this yourself. 
Awesome. Now I wanted to ask you more for what I call your secret sauce, which might be like your differentiator. What do you feel like makes you and your, your company unique? I'm extremely organized and conscientious and it has benefited me in so many ways with this business. So the thing with coaching is that there's really no rules, air quotes, you can really do things however you want. But I found out very quickly that if I did things a certain way, I was just going to crumble and I was not going to be successful. And with a one-on-one kind of client basis, everything is based on the customer service, right? It's based on turnaround time, how organized you are, how timely you are. You have to set boundaries for yourself and for them. And you just have to learn all those kinds of things. And I know a lot of coaches who are not organized. So things, basically everything's like haphazard, like through the week, like they don't know when people are going to be checking in. They might be doing things on the phone. They might be doing things on the computer. They might be doing some calls. I have a much more organized system of things. Okay. These are the days I do my updates. These are the days you send things in by. These are the hours that I work. This is when I traveled. And that is the only way that I've been able to maintain the workload that I have. And I also know my limits. So a lot of people will just take on a bunch of clients when they don't have these systems really set in place. And then again, they fail and they're not, they're disorganized. They're late getting back to people and this, that, and the other. And word spread is really fast, (laughs) especially now with social media. Everybody's fitness industry is big, but it's still very small. So everyone's very connected. And if you are not providing the best service for your clients, why would they work with you? There's hundreds of other coaches. So what I really try to do is know my limits and set within the business that really has no structure at all and see what works for me. And I really encourage anybody who's starting out to do that. Yeah. I think when you peel back kind of the, the onion, so to speak of any business, you'll see that it's made up of processes and systems. So what I wanted to do was switch gears a little bit and um, you might've touched a little bit more on it already, but I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this could be an app, it could be a book, or it could be something that you lean on or, or turn to that makes you more effective and efficient as a CEO. So I guess I could say a few things. One would, a good hack would just be organized. You have to know yourself if you're running a business or even if it's like a side thing, right? Like you have a regular job and then you're trying to do this something else on the side, right? You have to understand how you operate and how you work. What times a day do you work best at? What kind of spaces? Things like that. And for me, I, I found out very quickly what was working, what wasn't working. So I had to set that up because when you have your own business, you can set that up, right? So at first it was like, oh gosh, should I do that? Or my client's going to be upset if I ask them to do X, Y, Z, but really people understand. <laughs> so you have to know yourself, know how you work so you can actually be effective. I would say continually self-developing is is of course a hack that I'm sure everybody who comes on this <laughs> podcast talks about, but it really is important whether that's audiobooks, podcasting, reading, whatever it is, like again, that works for you. Taking time to do that, even if it's just a few days a week is going to be really, really important. And then lastly, just being honest with yourself and whoever you're working with. Honesty is always the best policy. And when in doubt, just be truthful because that is going to be so much better for you in the long run. So be truthful with yourself. Okay. Hey, I can handle this. I can't handle that. How do I troubleshoot these issues? Be truthful with your clients or people that you're working with, or if you have employees, that's really important. Just being upfront and truthful. And I, I, not that a lot of people are not truthful, but it can be uncomfortable to put yourself in a situation, especially if you're managing other people, you don't want to maybe hurt their feelings or whatever, but being honest with yourself, with other people and your clients is going to be a really big key to success. Yeah, I definitely would echo that. And being um, honest, like you said, and definitely upfront, definitely goes a long way, especially if you're trying to have a uh, clear communication with somebody, not being clear and distinct about what exactly it is that you're saying can sometimes hurt you or then it can help you in the long run. 
Exactly. And then you start stressing yourself out over these like fake scenarios and you haven't even asked the person. And I know I do that or I used to do that. I still do that for, for my business, at least like a big thing was setting, okay, days and times for like people to send their updates and stuff and just being a little bit more organized with that. And a lot of coaches do not do that. They just say, Hey, just update me. And then Monday you might get a ton Thursday, you might get a ton. The rest of the week's kind of just all over the place, right? And for me, that just didn't work. I didn't not knowing the amount of work that I was going to have per day. So basically, I set it up for for at least for my you know, major client interactions to be on certain days. I work at certain times that I'm actually highly functioning at because there's certain times a day that I don't function as well. And then I do other things that don't require me to be doing the updates. So it's just, you have to be honest with yourself and then everybody else. Yeah. And now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this might be a, a golden pearl or piece of wisdom or golden nugget that you have for other entrepreneurs and business owners. Man, I guess I would really just, this kind of echoes the honesty and truthfulness again, but you have to understand where your business is and where you want it to be. And that helps you guide your decisions really through that lens. So for my business, primarily it's coaching, but then I have a lot of other things that I do, whether it's podcasts or speaking engagements or working with different companies for positions like that. And I have to look at everything through the lens. Okay. Does this help redefine healthy within the industry? Does this help my mission? Is this quality products or these things that I actually use or these things like that? You have to, again, be have everything come back to whether it's the mission statement or whether it's the just what your brand stands for and represents. And it can be that means saying no to certain things if they don't feel right or they don't feel in line with that. And you can always say no to something and then revisit it later. I, I think a lot of people see certain opportunities and then they get worried about saying no. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be gone forever if I don't take it. And that is true for certain things. So I'm not saying don't act on things that you want to be a part of. But if you have an iffy feeling or if you haven't weighed out all the options and seen if it's the best fit for you, then I wouldn't go for it. And I would just really delve into, okay, does this disalign with my mission statement, with my brand, how I want to represent myself? Because because your image is everything, no matter what your brand or company is, whether it's personally, or it's just like a whole face of a brand, what that represents. If somebody says, okay, this brand name, right. And you, you always think of one or two things, right. You want that to be a positive thing for people. So be careful with what you say yes. And also what you say no to within, within your business. <laughs> I love that. So I think that's a phenomenal CEO nugget and I appreciate you for uh, providing that. So now I, I know that your mission is really big on redefining on what healthy means within the fitness industry. So we have this podcast hopefully to redefine exactly like what being a CEO means. So I wanted to ask you specifically, what does being a CEO mean to you? So being a CEO really is taking whatever that mission is and making it a realization. So you can do that in a variety of ways and it might be a product-based company or it might be a service-based company or it might just be a personal brand. It might be you, you know, I guess speaking and things like that would be within the personal brand. So whatever it is, whether it's services or products or personally, it really is just like what your brand and your mission statement just like alive <laughs> and how that goes out in the world is whatever you're trying to do and with whatever medium. And the cool thing about the, the space right now, just in life in 2018, is that there's so many things are rapidly changing and there's so many different opportunities. And so like right now people ask me, oh, what's your, what do you plan on doing in five years with coaching and this and that? And it's hard to say because there's so much that is changing. And I know that 
again, my mission of educating people through different mediums will always be the same, but it might look a little bit different. So just being a CEO is just your brand, your mission, just alive, like in the world. And however you want to do it is the, the best way you want to package it up is how you should do it. Awesome. And I, I truly appreciate you, Lauren, for taking some time out of your schedule. What I want to do yeah, is pass you the mic, so to speak. See if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and how best people can get a hold of you. Yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on. I absolutely love connecting with people in different ways. So a big thing for me, like starting the podcast was I recognized really early that coaching is very limited as far as how many people that you can feasibly take on and while you still want to have good work quality. (laughs) So I knew that in order to expand, I needed to travel and speak more and travel and go to fitness events and do more podcasts and be on people's podcasts and like spread this mission. If you want to follow along with what I'm doing, it's just at Lauren Conlin, L-A-U-R-I-N, spell it right and you will find me. (laughs) My website is same thing, www.laurenconlin.com where all services and products and things are available. The two podcasts that I do co-host are, one is Redefine Healthy Radio and the other is The Unglamorous Life. So if you guys like podcasts and are interested, those are two more that you can add it. Awesome. And we'll definitely have links to your website, your Instagram, social media, and also the two podcasts in the show notes, just in case anybody wants to follow. Thank you so much again, Lauren. I, I truly appreciate all the awesome things that you're doing. Yes. Thank you for having me on and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure Sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.